Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sam McEwen. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw the ball and you just stand back there and throw where you want to go. You know, and that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. All right, welcome back. Top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream. Happy to be joined by Damon Benning now. DB, back what? in the seat. What up? Man, you've been up since what time? 4.30? 4.10. There it is. <laughs> he had practice. Yeah, I can't see. <laughs> the heck with the whole oh, reading thing. It probably I, was pretty nice out there, though. Uh, right? No. No? No. Temperature-wise? No, it is. It is sticky. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I, I've, I feel bad, right? Because not all schools are able to just go in the morning mm-hmm. and and get it out of the way. So um, I know some schools will. You don't want to have a helmets only. Some will do a helmets only. Some will move their practice to nighttime. Um, but it's it's tough, right? But you got to take care of the kids' health just just because. But um, it's gonna be like this the next three days. So we wanted to make sure that we got a regulars groups worth of work in so we're, mm. we're cool sam McEwen joining us now on the show as he does every monday at eight o'clock sam good morning good morning you know what i was thinking about is it it's too bad the state of nebraska does not have like a dakota dome the way that south dakota or north dakota does because there might be a situation later this week where some some teams just have to wait until some other time to play a game because it's too hot and you there's no dome you can just go play five games in one day yeah it's interesting right and it happens it's happening across sports coach Samanji, his daughter played at iowa yesterday soccer in iowa city and it was originally supposed to be a one o'clock game they waited till seven thirty. so he didn't roll in this morning from iowa city until two fifteen. but it even affects the college game to it because he said yesterday in iowa city it was 109 on the heat index in the middle of the day yeah holy cow ridiculous so they they just they, you know they discretion was the better part of valor is that the term and so they yeah. they waited to play that game until nighttime well it's funny because they're building yeah. like all of these different venues for for basketball like there's another one being built over in papillion right now i'm shocked that there isn't an area for say soccer or football yet yeah I, I i guess sam i just i was telling ar this morning i kind of just feel bad for the schools that aren't able to have am practices right yep. we like we could hit they kind of told us on thursday so we can kind of hit pause and say okay listen we're going to go in the morning but it's not easy on anybody right because teachers got to be in the buildings at at seven it it's if you're a school where a lot of your kids come via the bus or your parents aren't getting you there, that, that is, uh, that's tough. No question. No question. It's hard to do it the first week, too, because, you know, I mean, certainly there are practices where you can go do things in a gym or you can do things with helmets and shorts, but you can't. You know, that first week you want to try to get some physical component in because you don't want to. You just you're going to play a game, and it's a whole different experience, right? Like it's just a different it's a different feeling than even practice. So, I, I hope the games are all be able to play on time. It won't surprise me if something gets moved from Thursday to Friday because because it's going to be like you no know, 92 on Friday, which is hot, 
but it's not 105. And so I guess we'll find out what happens. Sam, were you were you surprised that the the style of play or whatever it was that you were expecting from Friday night when you talk prepping Bellevue West, we'll have to train our eye from an expectation level on a Thursday night in Minneapolis based on what we think we'll see. How, did you, how quickly did you have to retrain your eye on Friday based on what you thought you'd see? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I mean, some of that's dependent on, because there are variables from year to year in high school um, that, uh, you know, so I, I, I think uh, prep second game against you guys will, will give a better glimpse as to how good of a team that is. Um, but they did some things that I thought were, you know, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, that was a, that was probably a little bit more competitive game than I thought it would be. I was pleasantly surprised by the way Prep tackled out in space. Oh, yeah. I, I felt like that yeah. secondary did a good job of tackling. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think that was that was notable. Um, you know, and Bell West, I think, played okay on defense. So I, sometimes you don't learn a lot about teams until week three or four because, you know, again, there are variables that, that switch over. I would have I would have said that, you know, Prep had a really, really good team last year with the way it could run the ball and the players it had on team. But, um, you know, so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, like I, I, I think Bellevue West has got, you know, some work to do. But they're a great team. You know, there's three or four teams in the state that I think are, uh, you know, obviously state title contenders. You guys are one of them. Uh, See, I, I still uh, think people West, people think I'm North. crazy, but the, I, I definitely don't think they will after last week, and I get it, it's week zero, but there will be a lot of good – like I think it's hard to be great. I think there will be a handful of teams that will be very, very good. I really do. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's a two-horse race. I understand that. Um, you know, we'll see with Millard North. Who's got them ranked fourth? Uh, that's where I went to high school. For people who don't know, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think this is, this could be, you know, Coach Petito's best team in some time, and and uh, certainly they had flashes last year. So, you know, they're when they're right, when that team's going the way that they want it to go, they're very hard to stop because that offense is very effective if they've got all the pieces. Um, and then defensively, I think they're going to be pretty good. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a very good year in Class A. Way more competitive than last year. No offense to last year, but there were only there were only about three or four teams last year, and really only two. Mm. Um, and so this year, I think it'll be more competitive. I think in Class B, it could be. Well, the state the team that won the state title may not win again, um, but but I think it's going to be kind of top heavy. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm with in Class B. How? And pressure isn't the, the right word because pressure is a pr privilege, but obviously with three guys on one team do forming your Super 6, which is – has that ever happened? I don't think so. And and then – I don't think so. Does that, does that – should that change the expectation? Because it doesn't for us, right, just because we're experienced with the Metro. But what do you think that that does – with the fan base, like how difficult a process was it? Because a lot of times you don't often kind of explain who could have been on but wasn't. But it, that was part of the, the online edition, too. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That let me know that it was tough. It was very difficult. Um, you know, I think there's probably an argument to be made that, that going forward we can expand it. 
Um, and the reason I say that is because there, there really were. You know, you go back six, seven years, and I don't know exactly what was going on in high school football maybe eight, nine years ago, but we there were a couple of years there where I think we only had four Power Five recruits, and I think Nebraska was slow playing some guys, and there were some guys that got away to North Dakota State who were frankly better uh, than then uh, they were good enough to play in D1. Um, but, but for whatever reason, you know, they, they didn't get any offers better than North Dakota State. So, um, but now we're up to 12, 13. It could be 14 by the end of the year. You never really know. Um, let's say Sam Thomas. I'm not trying to say Sam Thomas is going to decommit from Northern Iowa, but let's say it's a great year. I mean, somebody could pick him up. Uh, you just never know. Um, so, you know, I think there's, there's enough. Uh, it, it's a tough, it's certainly a tough determination. Um, there were a couple guys that were right there. Obviously, Donovan Jones was right there uh, to consider. Um, you know, I, uh, Ashton Murphy is there, sure, uh, from Elkhorn South. He's, he's another one that was strongly considered. Um, and then probably the prep tight end. Now, you know, his numbers last year weren't, weren't off the charts, but I think he's going to end up being a pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. good football player at the collegiate level. Um, so he was up there. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it wasn't an easy choice, um, but uh, but I think we got the right ones. And you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it, there's some pressure on Bill West because they obviously have a really high profile team and they have a, a, a great coach and and the expectation levels are high. I I think Danny played fine. I mean, I think he played well. He's got a lot on his shoulders, just like Zane Flores did last year. But I think it's even a little different for Danny because he's going to Nebraska. And he plays for Bellevue West, and Bellevue West has been good for, you know, 15 years. So, Gretna uh, has just got good. Uh, Bellevue West has been good for a long time. So, the, the standard of expectation is higher for him. So, he's got a spotlight on him, but I think he can handle it. Yeah, I thought DK struggled a little bit with his touch, with the wind. I think the wind played a factor um, on some of those balls. But, you know, he ran a lot, too, which, you know, is, is that is – that, Something that you, you're, you're typical of seeing from him in, in that offense? I think Coach Huffman knows, Sam. I, if they want to be where they, they want to be when it's at the end of the day, good defenses, he knows he needs that running quarterback element. Right. You could ask him, and I think he would say, listen, if that's what they're going to give us, that's what we're going to do. I'm sure there's teams that, that, will, that will present a different defensive puzzle, and, and they'll solve it a different way, but – but he did. There were a lot of designed runs or maybe check two runs. Um, I thought Danny did that okay. Um, you know, in previous years, they had used Tegan Johnson for that. Um, mm-hmm. I, if they have an option like that, I think that would also be something they can explore. Uh, they, I don't know that they have, a, you know, an L.J. Richardson. So, and they've got good running backs. Don't get me wrong. But, um, so, yeah, that was a little surprising to see. Um, get ready to see it a lot with Nebraska. I think I think Jeff Sims is <laughs> is going to do his share of that. I think when you look maybe at some of these NFL offenses with Jalen Hurts or uh, not Lamar Jackson, he's more talented than Hurts. But um, Josh Allen, who's talented, but yeah, yeah, they yes. they use him kind of as like a primary threat. Right. It's it's a, it's odd. Yes. So if you look at those offenses, absolutely. Um, I put Lamar Jackson in a different category. He needs to stay healthy, but I think he's more talented than, than Jalen Hurts is. Uh, so, yeah, uh, offenses like Hurts or what they're going to do with the Colts and Anthony Richardson, I think those are things that they can 
they can do uh, with Jeff Sims. Uh, you know, obviously the risk is injury, but but they'll try to protect him where they can. And you know, you again, you look at Jalen Hurts and say, well, he stayed healthy for 14 of 16 games, so why can't Jeff Sims stay healthy for 11 and 12 or something like that? And and so I think that might be something that you see from Nebraska. You're well on record too, right? You've talked about the propensity to turn the football over, and it, you've used it in relation to Nebraska and it, it being quarterbacks so so quarterback centric in the run game. Do you think that gets minimized this year if you have packages for guys like Purdy and Harburg and and Sims, where you know they're actually practicing it a fair amount in in practice ball security? Maybe. That's possible. You know, um, generally speaking. You can you can you can practice the jet sweep over and over too, and the receivers are going to fumble it more often than the running backs do. Uh, <laughs> running backs just have a they just have a tendency to protect the ball better, and you know they work on it more, and, and so you're going to see you're going to see some fumbles, you're going to see some mistakes, um, but you never know. I mean, they're going to obviously want to run the football downhill. There's some things that they can probably do to to improve that. And, uh, and kind of play action pass off that. I was watching the because uh, I want to go back and look at Gabe Irvin's best runs in his career, and there aren't a ton of them. No, but <laughs> but I, I went back and watched a few, and um, one that one that stood out. I mean, he had a couple good runs against Illinois. He had a couple against Oklahoma. So I watched both of those games again. And you want to talk about two frustrating games to watch if you're a Nebraska fan. Um, there's a lot of things Nebraska does right in both those games, but my goodness, uh, the inefficiency when it really counts, the turnovers that, that come at the wrong time. You know, Nebraska had, you know, Matt Lubick and whomever, Scott Frost, they had some pretty good plays that year. They designed some good stuff, but they could not sustain drives. Uh, and those are probably the things to, to chew on as, as, as we watch Nebraska this year. Can they get to a point where, you know, they can score uh, 24 to 27 points because that's probably the difference between a couple of wins and a couple of losses um and then the special teams part you know as i was watching that oklahoma game i'm like the breath of special teams is suck and that (laughs) it's like my god they can't make kicks they get a they get an extra point block i'm like this this is just this sucks and you know it's frustrating i think to watch again because you're like nebraska was probably the better team in that oklahoma game and they were doing good things and then you know they had five penalties on one drive anyway um you know so there's just there's just things that you kind of watch and process and i think nebraska's got to get better on special teams better at not committing penalties i don't know that they're going to be better at kicker it's hard to tell Mm -hmm. i mean you know we'll find out We, we we don't know one thing about special teams that's absolutely true is Ed Foley can do everything he can possibly do to make that special teams as good as possible, and he is nevertheless at the mercy of the kicker. He cannot do anything for that kicker other than hope the guy makes the kick. At the end of the day, you can try drills, you can try those things, but, you know, Brett Maher was great for the Cowboys during the regular season, had one of the greatest regular seasons of all time, and then he missed him in the playoffs. There's just nothing you can do. Uh, so Nebraska is at the mercy of Bleak Road and Alvano just being as good as they can be, and you just don't know until they make make or miss the kick. Sam, did it surprise you that Coach Rule said right before he left the podium that Alvano is the starter as of Saturday? It doesn't surprise me. 
But, you know, again, they're going to go through a Thursday walkthrough that's like a simulated game, and I think it'll be more than a walkthrough, but it'll be sort of a simulated practice of a game where you're going to get into, like, how to get on the field and how to get off the field for certain things. Uh, I think it'll probably come down to that. Uh, Yeah, I would say it it doesn't surprise me a ton because if 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 the first guy were the guy, they wouldn't even be having a competition because you don't even want to invite Mm-hmm. That into a kicker's mind, and and he doesn't, and he hates playing freshman kickers too. Like that's right. not Coach Rule's jam, right? So like you don't even you don't even embark on this journey unless you think it has to happen, um, because again, you do not want a situation where a kicker is looking over his shoulder at the confidence. It's like a golfer who would be like, "Well, I'm going to go out here and hit this shot, but if I don't hit it right, this guy over here is going to come and hit the rest of the shot." Uh, you know, so like. It's not easy, and uh, so I would guess that Alvano will win it, uh, but you just never know. Like mm. you, again, you got to go out I there think and so make too, the though. kick. Yeah, no yeah. question, no question. Uh, now I was paying attention to word choice a lot too, Sam, because uh, that's kind of what we're getting into now. Like you, we've been hearing a lot from these coaches um, for a long time now, so uh, I'm just trying to like really. Not like nitpick, but like really just pay attention to the words that they use weeks, um, you know, before before start of 831. And one of the words, uh, you mentioned the starting running backs and, and Gabe Irvin, was Coach Rule said clearly, clearly yeah. the choice. Like, did that come across to you as something like, oh, yeah, you know, he's clearly the choice in my mind too? Because at least what I thought maybe a week or two ago, Anthony Grant was given that starting job a run he, for its money. You, 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 but, yeah, you can't fumble you the football. You can't put the ball in the right. carpet. And, he, and he, I get that. He was still mad. Right. When and I get was, that. When he was addressing the practice, right, because he said – what did he say, Sam? He goes, you know, we had a couple balls on the ground from one guy. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Like, he was still pissed. But clearly, was, using the sure. term clearly yeah. for Gabe that, Urban. That's yeah. why, though. That's why. Because – yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly why it's balls on the carpet. It's, yeah, it's um, I'll just put it this way: I, we don't get to watch practice, and he does, and he's the head coach, and EJ Barthel is the running backs coach. And if that's how they want to roll it, then we'll see how it goes. I, I, um, you know, Damon knows a lot more about this than I do. Um, what I'll say is that you know he is a great kid, and and I think we'll just have to see how it goes. I. Um, I haven't I, I haven't seen it in the game, but again, he was a true freshman when he was healthy last time, and he wasn't fully healthy last year. And there were issues going on with Nebraska's offense when he was healthy back as a true freshman. Um, certainly, when he gets ahead of steam and he can and he gets he gets downhill on a guy, he can certainly break a lot of tackles, and and those things are good. Um, you know, Ramir Johnson, I totally appreciate what they're trying to do there. I think if you know, Ramirez is a very tough player, and so I, I think they're not going to put him in a position where he separates a shoulder or he gets a two-game concussion or things like that um, because they want to see him have a professional opportunity, and he might be able to have one. So I think they're going to use Ramirez in some other ways. Anthony Grant's a very talented runner. Obviously, he's, fum- he's fumbled. He didn't, I don't recall him fumbling a ton last year, but I do know that A.J. Allen fumbled a lot in spring camp, and they were not happy with that, and mm-hmm. A.J. Allen's gone. So, uh, and then, and it's funny. Gotta, it's funny you bring him up, Sam. Not to interrupt, but 
You know, AJ AJ Allen was the best natural runner mm-hmm. of the bunch, and I would actually, if I had a preference in my running style, I would probably take Grant over Irvin as a as a natural runner. But that shows me though, they just aren't going to be patient with putting the ball on the carpet. And it's kind of interesting because I played with two guys that even though they played young both as freshmen, would have played more early, but they couldn't take care of the ball either, and that was Amon and D'Angelo. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? But, but, yeah, the, I but, the, but, the, but the talent, it's just like, well, we know there's something in there. We'll coach that out of them. And, and, and ultimately it paid off, but, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon sometimes for young guys in ball security. Yeah, I, I think a lot has been thrown at Anthony Grant, and so like I think he's having to kind of adjust on the fly a little bit. Um, there's been a lot of changes, I think, in, in just his process over the last six months. Um, but simultaneously, I also trust Brian Appleway. And I trust, um, well, I mean, you know, as far as it goes, Mark Whipple is a brilliant man. And so if those guys thought, well, hey, Anthony Grant gives us the best chance until the last game of the season – when they were finally got fed up with him trying to run around everybody and they brought Ramir in, um, that tells me something, too. So if Gabe Irvin has, has, is ready to roll and, and, and he's fully healthy and he's picking up his feet and not getting – They're going to need ev- They're gonna need everybody, I think. They are. I, I, here's my feeling, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Early in football games – so Gabe Irvin is – you get that guy in the fourth quarter when everybody's catch, when the defenders are catching a little bit. I like what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. In the first quarter of a football game, I mean, it's like, it's like I don't even know, four F-350s running at you, trucks just running at you 100 miles an hour because there's so much juice and energy out of that defense. you got to make somebody miss. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you, you're not going to easily just run people over at the 13-28 mark of the first quarter. So, like, he's got to be able to make somebody miss. Um, and that it's it's just so hard to be a good running back. I, I you know like it's it's just hard to make people miss now, especially now. And so I'll be curious to see whether he can take a two yard play and make it a nine yard play. And, and Anthony Grant can do that. Like he's pretty good at that. And so I'll be curious to see if if Irvin is able to to elude tacklers early in games because. You know, the, the first time that a safety comes up and hits a guy, he's going to have – he's going to be at 100 – the power bar is going to be at 100%. It's going to be hard to run him over. So, mm-hmm. like, you've got to try to find a way to, to make guys miss early, and I'll be curious to see how Irvin does that. Mm. Sam, when you're talking about um, the, the talk, and we didn't get into it last week like I wanted to, but with the single-digit jerseys and who's got them and who doesn't, and, um, do, you, do you make much – of the type of players that are getting the single-digit jerseys or because it seems to be kind of a catalyst that comes from the players, do you just take it for what it is? Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting tradition. I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'll be curious to see how many of these things carry on for years to come. Yeah. But it seems like the players are into it. And they seem to be into giving them to defensive players. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, at one point, I almost thought do. it was the new black shirt. At one point. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe not. You know, it's, it's interesting. And we'll see how it 
we'll see how it goes. I do think Nebraska's defensive line could be better than we thought based yeah. on the development that they appear to have made in the last six months. Sam McEwen, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Sam. Take care. More CNT after the break.